Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast, sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 118 of the Fearless Business Podcast. This is Jamie. I'm here with my co-host, Mary, and we are talking all about social media strategy today. And as an added bonus, we're going to talk to our guest about ads because I don't know about you, Mary, but I literally do not understand Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or any of any of the social media ads. It is, I don't, I, yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's a big no from me. I know you need them. I know they can be really effective. I know you need a plan. I know there's optimization. That's a word that's used. Agree, but no. Yeah. (laughs) So I am actually really excited. Our guest today is Thea Martra. And we joked because um, her last name is French. So clearly I say it sounding like I'm from New Jersey. And she's British. So she has this lovely British accent against my amazing New Jersey accent. But Thea is actually my social media manager for Hashtag Legal. And she's a rock star. She has changed hashtag legals social media, like elevated it in a way that I would say on average one to two times a week, I get emails from people asking me who who does my social media. So now y'all know, and you're about to meet her and you may not steal her. She's mine. <laughs> yeah. Don't steal her. She's very good. I, yeah. She does a great job with your stuff, but that's also why you don't really need to know it because you have someone doing it for you. That's right. But she is a, she certainly has an amazing company. And if you are interested in Thea, I cannot recommend her enough. So you should get in touch with her. Just don't cross me. No, I'm just kidding. As long as it doesn't compromise the hours that she already has with you. How about that? That's maybe a good way to say it. She's a rock star. She definitely, she keeps me in line. She does it in a really great way. She's very easy to work with. Uh, it's good, but she's really created a strategy. Yeah. I, that's the thing I've tried like ads here or there or different things, but if you don't have it all mapped out in a bigger way, it's kind of like a waste of time, waste of money. Cause it's, it doesn't make any sense. And you're like, Oh, where did, where did that money just go? I didn't even get any clicks. That's what she taught. Yeah, no, no, you're totally right. That's what she talks. She and I are going to talk about and you'll hear she gives the questions that you need to ask yourself before like even thinking about embarking on creating a social media strategy, let alone an ad strategy. She walks through everything that she talks to her clients about in order to get it created so that it can be more effective. That's great. Yeah, I have to say, actually, you know, who shows me up in the social media? Well, and the ad strategy department, my mother. What? Stop it. No, I'm serious. She does her own ads like for she she runs all her own stuff. I mean, she used to do marketing at a computer. Well, you have to tell what your mom's business is. So everybody knows that you come from like a long line of entrepreneurs. Right, right. Yes. My mom has a, a bridal shop in New Jersey, White House Bride. She's I mean, she's great at all the social media. She had one of the major designers come on to her she did it right when right when COVID happened. She's like, oh, well, maybe one of the designers will want to do an Instagram live with me. She did. She's done. In, and then the other designers started asking her to do it, too. Yeah, it was like, yeah, she's she's really good with the social media stuff. So she's always telling me, oh, Mary, you know, did you get your ad set up yet? Oh, I can show you how to do that. I'm like, no, 
No, I haven't done it. But she does. She does all that kind of stuff. It's, Use that resource. It's free. I know. I know. I should. It's my next challenge to you, Mary. Call your mother. Have her set up your yes. ass. <laughs> <laughs> and the good thing is she, she sells products, so she knows. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. And she books, um, yeah, she books appointments, like all kinds of, I mean, she's a local business, but she really works in the area and she gets a lot of good, of good press and traction and everything. Yeah, I have to say it's very good. So now I will have her listen to this episode so that she knows that I said something very nice about her shop and her and her capabilities because it's true. I've met your mom. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She came to an event. She's come to a few events, actually, I think. Yeah. 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 She's cool. I had no idea she ran ads. She ran ads, though. That's so funny. Yeah, she runs on Facebook and Instagram, and she does like IG lives and all all of it. That's unbelievable. Well, I think we need to make a commitment to up our our podcast social media game. We have a bunch of new listeners. We our do, lovely yeah. producer Don informed us. He's like, "Have you guys looked? You have a whole bunch of new listeners." Because he looks at our stats, we don't. we're really bad about it but he's really good about it so hi to everyone who's new i hope you're part of the the facebook group introduce yourself yeah for sure or leave us a review no just kidding. right we love the stars well maybe maybe people you know so for those of you that are new i always say at the end like i don't know who stays on until like the end credits where i always say about the reviews so now look we put it in the beginning drop that right in there but before we ask you for anything, which we just did, we should just say thanks for listening. We hope you're enjoying it. We'd love to know what you want to hear more of this month. Obviously, social media. We've got some cool stuff planned for next month. We're not going to tell you what that is yet, though. You just have to wait and listen. It's good. Yeah. Stick with us. We will not lead you astray. Definitely not. But I feel like we need to get to, to Thea because she is just a total rock star. And she um, she gives really good information. So... Let me tell you a little bit more about Thea. As a social media specialist, Thea Marshra believes in flow and adapting to evolve. Ten years experience in branding work with a vast array of clients from Fortune 500 to startups taught her to examine companies from the outside. What she noticed time and again, regardless of the size of the client, was that a true approach to listening was often vacant on social media. With its increasing domination, it became apparent that if brands, companies, personalities were to survive, they must evolve their social media messaging into that of a dialogue away from a sales-driven monologue. This is why she spent the last 10 years crafting a unique multi-pronged approach that put listening back on the table and storytelling at its center. Thea has worked with celebrities in the arts and entertainment fields, award-winning film companies, academics, e-commerce clients, and more. She holds a master's degree in art, photography, and design. And now on to the interview. I am so excited to be here today with my very own social media manager, Thea Mart. Thea, you have revolutionized the hashtag legal social media. And so <laughs> it, it is true. And so when we've been working together for quite some time, I wanted to bring you on the show to talk all about social media strategy and ads. So thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome. Very happy to be here. Besides that introduction, please tell everyone who you are <laughs> and what you do. Yeah, my name is Thea and um, I've been working in social media, gosh, coming up to eight years, actually. 
I would say that I'm a branding specialist and I jumped into social media and social media management and strategy um, because I feel like I feel very strongly about it. And you'll you'll, uh, kind of understand that through the conversation, but I view it as the new advertising. So I feel that um, branding has to encompass social media. So I was uh, already working in branding strategy and then I just you know, decided to jump ship. And I've had an amazing time working with, you know, a wonderful array of people. And it's so lively and booming. And I I love it. So well, you know, Thea is good when you come to her and say, I have a law firm, and she doesn't run away. (laughs) 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 Because we had a lot of conversations with a lot of people who are like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I can deal with your topics. But you did it with such ease and grace in such a beautiful way. And it is not often the most exciting topic, but you absolutely help us make it more interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I absolutely genuinely love it because I think that, you know, part of the interesting thing about my job is it's kind of like you're a researcher on every new client that you work with and you get to kind of really delve into their world um, and absorb it and you, you have to. So um, I actually find it fascinating what you do. And I think it keeps my brain alive. So um, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So let's talk strategy. I remember when you and I sat down, these were definitely the questions that you were asking me. And I felt pretty lucky in so far as my brand was pretty strong. I had a strong brand identity, but I, w- I really wasn't doing a great job of sort of telling everyone about it. So when you sit down to think about social media strategy, what are some of the questions that anybody who is putting together a social media strategy or thinking about should be thinking about answering? I think that, you know, as social media continues to evolve and develop, it's important to understand how it operates from kind of an insider perspective. And really, that's all going to come down to messaging. And the way you operate on social media has to be a type of messaging that is unique to social media. Um, and a lot of people don't really understand that. So I think that the questions you must ask, ask yourself as a brand are, what is my vision? What is my mission? And what are my values? And how am I translating that into posts that really can genuinely connect with people because the number one thing in social media is the word social and it's about people. And I think that it's really important to start looking at yourself as a community rather than just an isolated brand by yourself. So it's about developing a conversation and a story that will generate conversation And that conversation is fluid and continues to shift and change over time. So it's about how you're talking about your brand, the type of people you're talking to, and also what your vision is for the future of your brand. That all needs to go down before you even set any kind of strategy for yourself. And thinking in advance and planning is very important. That is, that's a lot of deep thinking that I, I, is critical But I think a lot of people don't think about it in connection with social media. Yeah, it's definitely true. And I think that the thing is, is that you could kind of, in quotation marks, wing it um, and be successful. But long term, you're going to burn out. And if you become a successful uh, account, then it's going to demand more and more from you and more and more from you to upkeep. And you know, you might have a short term period where everything seems to be good. But if 
you don't have a proper strategy and you don't have a proper plan, that's not going to be sustainable. So it is really important to kind of take a big look in the mirror as a brand and a company or as a personality um, and address those questions, like kind of those bigger questions as to why, like, why are you doing what you're doing? What are you hoping to achieve by it? Like, you know, do you want to develop a community? And if so, what does that look like? I love that. So once you have that set, which is no small task, but a, a vital one. I mean, without it, I don't, I don't think businesses can be successful without knowing the why and knowing the who. Uh, once you have that set, how do you recommend that somebody sort of start that process? There are so many social media channels. There are so many different ways that you can post and connect. Like, where do you even begin? I mean, start with what you know. And I think I've seen this a lot, you know, with different people I've worked with. And I think that if you, first of all, address your company and you already find you do have a good uh, foothold in a certain uh, platform like Facebook or Instagram, um, then that's where you need to start with your strategy and prioritize those arenas because they're already working for you. So something's already going on and you need to kind of you know, continue to expand on that. I think it's easy to just be like, oh, I'll just jump on all of them and like Pinterest and all of that. And like, that's great, but is it relevant to you? Um, and I think again, you, I mean, it's a, it's a clear uh, strategy that's quality over quantity. So, um, in some circumstances, yes, it's good to jump on, you know, as many platforms as possible, but not if you're diluting the message and, not if you're genuinely not reaching people in a unique way. So again, that just comes back down to the strategy. Like if you are primarily a visual brand, like Twitter probably isn't going to be much use to you. However, if you're a journalist or someone who works with words, then, you know, I would say, yeah, that it is definitely a platform you should consider. But, um, you know, each platform has its merits and each platform is developing over time. I mean, ultimately, Facebook and Instagram are king and have been pretty much since the beginning. Um, and I recommend, you know, anybody starting out that those two go hand in hand and they're one and the same in different ways. You know, also don't overwhelm yourself. Like you can do a lot with Facebook and Instagram that, you know, are superior platforms um, before you jump ship into developing into other areas. So I love that how how you framed Twitter in that way, because that's so true. I really do find it's mostly used by journalists and authors. And, and uh, those tend to be the most people that I think are on there. Because I personally, Twitter is not my favorite platform. Um, it doesn't feel right for me. And I've always found there to be so much noise that it's it is a bit of a struggle for me on Twitter. But what, how would you categorize Pinterest? Who is, we don't touch Pinterest at hashtag legal. We haven't even, I didn't even, I don't even think we ever thought about it because it never felt like it fit. But who's Pinterest really a good fit for? I would say a brand that has a strong visual element. Um, I mean, I do know a brand um, that I work with that you know, she's an artist and her work is, you know, visual. And part of the appeal about Pinterest is you can collect these mood boards and develop, you know, kind of a visual flow. It's really about visual inspiration, kind of in the way that Tumblr used to be huge. And so, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the new Tumblr because you don't have that aspect of, you know, the blogging kind of, but there is an element to it that, um, you can reach people in ways um, through marketing 
that are kind of unique to Pinterest and, you know, people can collect ideas for things they want to do in their house, for example. You know, if you happen to, through either organic or ads, jump into people's stream uh, based on what they're looking for, then, you know, it could be really, it could be pretty innovative and, and useful for you if you're working in that kind of visual arena. So interior designers, artists, uh, you know, landscape gardeners, um, there's a huge array of visual people in general. I think that it probably is something that people should look at. And then what about YouTube? Because you, you know my, you know my love hate with YouTube. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I think YouTube is huge and is not going anywhere. And um, it definitely is an untapped resource if, if people are not using it. However, there are questions you should ask yourself uh, before you start to jump in there. Um, number one being like, how do you feel on camera? Because if you don't feel comfortable talking, then people will see that and it might put them off. It is a 100% a platform about personality, I would say. And, you know, it's kind of the Wild West a little bit. And I think that that's an exciting time to kind of develop a voice there. Um, what's interesting about YouTube is you could be a very strong voice on YouTube in a specific area. Um, and it's kind of like you can develop a whole nother branch that would help elevate your own brand and your own, um, company mission, but that it could be, you know, its own voice in, in itself. And, and that's what's kind of exciting because you see a lot of, you know, with Facebook and Instagram, you know, shared content between the platforms and, you know, similar-ish content. But with YouTube, you kind of have an opportunity to do something a bit different. Um, you have opportunity to go more in depth on topics um, and you have kind of this, uh, you kind of can do anything you want. There's not, there are rules in some capacity, but like I said, it's kind of the wild west out there. So it could be an amazing resource if you are a great speaker and you love connecting with people um, and you can genuinely talk with confidence about what you know. You, that's so interesting how you put it, because I feel that way about when I started going into YouTube, because it allows me to do so much more than I could maybe do on like Facebook or Instagram um, it, to talk about not just the legal stuff, but also to talk about those entrepreneurial topics and in more depth. Mm. So it definitely, I feel like is almost like an extension or like you said, like a, a larger part of the brand. And if you spend a lot of time, and I think that's the key, if you mm -hmm. spend a lot of time, <laughs> that is where things, you can make YouTube effective, but you have to spend a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, there are legitimately people who make really good livings off YouTube. Yeah, and, you know, um, I know that, you know, some people might think that they're just the famous YouTubers, but they're people who are making regular salaries from just doing that, yeah. like full time. And there's a free for all with it. You know, there's people who do it in the gaming community, for example, who they just watch people play video games and they love it. I mean, it's just kind of bizarre to me. That's not my field, but I'm just trying to express yeah. <laughs> that um, there's a there's a definite free for all um, aspect to it. 
So when you're thinking about the strategy and let's say like, I know for me, I just said, I'm going to focus on a small handful of the platforms and really, really focus there and then sort of go outwards from that. When somebody's thinking about starting to create, um, what are some best practices in terms of the content you're creating? Um, Can you repeat content? How many times should you post in a week? Things like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, as things continue to shift and change, I would say the number one thing is, you know, always do research on what's going on on those platforms because things do change over time. Um, and I'll come back to that. But um, number one, you want to focus on quality of what you're doing. And before you get started, I would say start with research. You know, you should look up your peers and people who are kind of working in similar areas areas, find out what they're doing, you know, what's working for them, kind of goes back to the strategy part of visualization, because you need to look up, you know, similar kinds of companies and brands and decide, like, how can you stand out from what they're doing in a different way? Again, it goes back to your why is like, why are you unique? So once you've figured that out, the messaging part will become a lot clearer. And I be, I mean messaging also through visual, um, so video, graphic, animation, photo. I would say at that point, I mean, it's really up to you, but if that person has the tool set to do it themselves, then, you know, they can look at starting to do that themselves. However, if you have the means, I definitely recommend working with a professional because they can see things, you know, with clear eyes that you just simply can't. And also, you know, they've been following and developing their own skill set and strategy mindset for years. So they have a, a kind of, you know, great vantage point to give you lots of tips and suggestions. Before you get going, I would say you need a content calendar and you need to plan out your content in advance at the very bare minimum, one week in advance. But if you can handle it, you know, I would say, I mean, it's always best to have more than than less content to choose from. Um, And again, this will go back to your research because you'll be able to see what's out there and how after other people are doing it um, and be able to craft your own kind of unique voice. And over time, that voice will develop and strengthen as you develop your own visual and communicative style from social. In terms of how many times a week, that is all really um, dependent on the company, the type of uh, brand you're working for. Um, If you are, you know, for example, a company that has a lot going on, then you need to be making those people aware of, you know, what's going on in your company. And whilst I definitely think quality over quantity, you need to at the bare minimum be posting five times a week minimum. I think personally on a personal front, like two times a day is is pretty good sometimes depending on what's going on. I think that, you know, unfortunately with the way that the platforms are, organic reach is pretty is pretty difficult it's difficult to reach all of your following when you post so the reason i suggest posting you know minimum five times a week and if you can handle it twice a day is because you might catch people in the evening that you can't catch in the morning for whatever reason they have something going on so um it's important to think in time in time frames of like what are the people that you're trying who are the, the who are the people you're trying to reach and when are they available? And like, how do I want to catch their attention and kind of develop your, your strategy based on, on that as much as you're 
developing your strategy based on your visual brand um, and how that expresses itself. That is so helpful to have those guidelines. Um, We've definitely found it effective to, when we started increasing the amount we were posting, it made a huge difference for sure. Mm. You talked, you touched on the organic traffic. um, And so I feel like we have to shift to ads uh, as something that just, I mean, ads still baffle me, no matter how many times you explain them to me. (laughs) <laughs> and that is a reflection of me and not you. Um, uh-huh. So if you, I'd love to hear your thoughts on um, whether or not using ads, when to use ads, and then how to go about even educating yourself or starting to use ads. I recommend everyone to use ads. I think the reason being um, number one is because of the way that the platforms have gone. Let's just take Facebook and Instagram. It is actually impossible to reach um more than on instagram i think it's 10 percent of your following without an ad so you just simply won't reach the people that are even following you and um those platforms are set up like that because obviously they want to make money at some point it's really important to consider that on instagram of course the um wonderful thing one of the wonderful things about instagram is hashtags can reach people organically Um, But even with that, I mean, let's take that as an example. Here's something that happened uh, in Instagram. Uh, So if you are someone who operates ads frequently on Instagram, when you put your hashtags, you are much, much more likely, I won't give a percentage because I don't know and it shifts, but you are much more likely to end up on a big hashtag if you use ads. Instagram will kind of favor and will prioritize people who use ads on big hashtags. If you don't use any ads on Instagram, you could maybe end up on a big hashtag, but it's pretty unlikely. I, I, I would say that that's also something that is going to consistently happen more and more. That's just one area where the organic slash paid um, is really important and relevant. On Facebook, the percentage of people that um, will see your posts is, is almost, you know, nothing. It's much less than Instagram. Facebook ads um, are essential. Um, if you have a business on Facebook and you don't promote at all, then that's it's just really going to um, uh, result in very bad uh, engagement. And, you know, you might be creating and making amazing posts, but nobody's going to see them. That isn't just a strategy for um, ad specialists to say, hey, spend your money. It's really just the truth. And you can you can look it up yourself, which I always say to any new client, it's like, if you haven't thought about an ad strategy, I would recommend looking it up. Um, and I give resources out to people, you know, like the American Marketing Association, for example, as to why it's important to understand why a budget is really paramount if you are a professional business and you are seeking to expand over time. Actually, to kind of look at it a little bit more like Google Ads, which is a whole nother minefield, which I won't talk about, but that... Um, <laughs> Yeah, but basically, um, social media ha- gives the connotation that it can be just about cool content, um, but without ads over time consistently, you, you just will not see growth. And if you are seeing growth from someone who's operating your channels without any ads, I would question that. Like, mm-hmm. as if it's not just, you know, you know, yeah, random organic growth, but, you know, if you're seeing like massive growth without something going viral, they're probably buying those followers for you, which I'm 
really against. So ads are very important. Ads operate in a specific way depending on the platform. So Facebook and Instagram are different. You can do more through Facebook in some capacities. Facebook ads actually are also shown on Instagram as well. You kind of reach two two audiences um, through one platform. You need to constantly optimize your ads to make sure that they're performing um, to their best uh, ability. And that's a whole other topic as well. Yeah, I would definitely recommend at the point, if you're thinking about ads, to absolutely speak to a specialist about that, because I've seen it like time and time again about people who just, you know, put money on an ad and they don't understand why it's not working. Um, And there's a reason for that, because there's a lot of optimization and analytics that go into the back end as to how to make an ad perform well. You know, I hate to say it. I know I've said it to you, but, you know, kind of the bigger budget, the bigger the budget, the more you can do. And that's just that's just the truth of it. So if you're a serious business and I know it's hard for small businesses, but if you're a business and you are serious about getting bigger, you need to factor in the ads have to become, I would say, a a key uh, part of your budget moving forwards they're only going to get more um, and more uh, relevant and important as social media continues to take over everything. (laughs) So true. That is such, such good advice. And I echo what Thea says in talking to an expert, trying to navigate both social media strategy, but even more so the ad space is you will lose days of your life and you won't get anywhere. Mm. It just, it really takes somebody who's, who's, who's a specialist to really understand that. So I highly recommend it. And as you all can tell, I highly recommend Thea. So (laughs) Thea, if you could please tell everyone where they could find you. So my website is called Rubik's because I, I love Rubik's cubes. (laughs) So my website is called Rubik's designs and you can find me at www.rubiksdesigns.net. Um, and on Instagram as rubix.social. So you can reach me either places. Um, I tend not to post stuff about clients because of NDAs and stuff. I am always happy to, you know, to chat to people about their social media concerns. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for taking the time. was great i need a strategy in her accent yeah well yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's good she makes you think about your mission your vision your goals like so many things that you love right so i think you're going to be really excited to create that social media strategy but i think the thing that she challenged me most about was you know just don't just post for the sake of posting, have a purpose behind it, know what you're trying to do. And that's very different. Like for legal services, it's really more just giving information and creating us as a valuable resource so that when someone does have a need, they think about us. So I'm not looking to, you know, necessarily get clients or have a certain number of conversions the way other people who sell other types of products or services are doing. We really just want to be out there giving really good information so that people trust us and feel comfortable with us. And she's done a really great job. I love the way that we like balance humor. She very much, you know, I had a very clear vision of the brand. And so because of that, it made, I think, her life a little bit easier to create 
you know, our graphics and tone and all of those things. It just, it flows really well. And the longer she's with us, the longer she knows us um, and gets to know us. So creating a long-term relationship, if you're going to outsource social, any form of so, your social media, um, it, I think is really important. You got to give it time. Yeah. Her jokes are great. <laughs> I like, I think she always sees, I think she always sees me like commenting as the first person just with like all these laughing emojis. Cause I'm just like, that was a good one. She's funny. She, she comes up with some really, really good stuff. Yeah. I get a kick out of it and the quotes we come up with and you know, yeah, she's good. I really, I, I actually really look forward to like when she and I, cause we, we strategize weekly and so we, we communicate via Slack. And so when we start communicating via Slack and Airtable. Bum, bum, oh, bum. you're back to Airtable. No, she brought it back. She's like, well, can we go back to that Airtable? And I was like, yes, fine, Thea. Well, you didn't say an Airtable this time. So that's <laughs> we have an, a single Airtable. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'm glad she's keeping you on track with all of that. That's what I require. Just all the yes. people to keep me on track. Yes, <laughs> yes. You just show up, they will keep you all on track. Thank goodness for everybody on my team. Shout out to everyone on my team who keeps me in line and on track. <sighs> yes. So what should we talk about in the in the group? Mary, what do you think? What should, oh, I know. I have an idea. What is your What is your favorite social media channel? Oh, I was going to ask them if they had a plan. Surprise, surprise. This is so much better. We'll go with Mary's. <laughs> We want to know if you have a plan and a strategy. I like because, it. Because, yeah, it's important. You're right. And if you don't have one, let this episode be the start for you. I love it. That's good. If you are not already part of our Facebook group, you can find us at the Fearless Business Podcast HQ on Facebook. You can also find us at fearlessbusinesspodcast.com and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit thetransitionscollective.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.